Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Get Out on today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. I remember watching the trailer for Get Out, and, you know, I only caught pieces of it. I wasn't even sure I, I really wanted to see it. Uh, you know, I mean, I knew I was going to see it, but I wasn't sure if I, I, I felt like it was going to be any good or not. And, you know, horror films have to be pretty smart for me to like them. You know, I, I can't just kind of lose myself in the... Uh, horror of it all, you know, jump scares I find frustratingly annoying, and I much prefer films that sort of seep into you and get under your skin and, and really, you know, scare you authentically. You know, one of my favorite horror films is It Follows, because I think that that is just devastatingly ter- terrifying as a film, and the premise of it. And so, you know, the tr- the trailers from Get Out are very one-note, I think. And they present this very straightforward scenario of a young black man who goes to visit his white girlfriend's family, and they all turn out to be racist. Uh, you know, intentionally or not, they come across as racist. And as a brief synopsis of the film... That's fairly accurate. Uh, but there, there's a lot more going on here. You know, this is... This is a very smart film. This is a film that really... Uh, does get under your skin. It does freak you out. It's creepy. It's unsettling. And... It's got such a great commentary on race and race relations and just being in uncomfortable scenarios and the way you should appropriately appropriately react to, to being in those scenarios. And so, you know, I, I my initial reactions... While I was watching the film, while I was getting ready to see the film, after the film, all kind of bundled up into the one thing would be, I I was, I really liked it. And I really liked it, but I think that it, it doesn't go far enough at times. Uh, you know, it's, it's definitely unsettling, but I do, I did feel as though there were moments, there were periods of time in the film where I was a little underwhelmed i i think that it it that there's a twist on kind of what is going on and when that's revealed i loved it i thought it was a great premise an idea i wish the twist i feel like i i wish the twist had been revealed a little earlier and then expanded upon and and dived deeper into i i i think i'm not sure i i i just know that i felt like 
there were long periods of time where we didn't find an, anything new out and nothing, none of the stakes changed. Uh, but I'm very favorable on this film and uh, very favorable. There, there really isn't too much I can say beyond the synopsis of it without really giving away larger plot points in and of themselves. Uh, you know, I think Peel's direction is great. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya uh, Allison Williams are, are both fantastic as the couple, the young couple. Bradley Whitford and Catherine Keener as the as Allison Williams' parents are fantastic. You know, Bradley Whitford does great things. Uh, Catherine Keener a little underused, but but she does have one kind of big scene, and she she makes the most of it. And then there's a there's a host of supporting cast members that are capped by Keith Stanfield and Betty Gabriel, who are phenomenal. You know, Keith Stanfield has maybe like two scenes, I think. And he's in like the very first scene and then he, he recurs later. And I loved it. I, I really enjoy him. You know, he's on the TV show Atlanta. He's the skinny guy. Uh, and then Betty Gabriel, who I don't think I've seen in anything else. Um, oh, no, I, I've seen her in Experimenter from 2015. But I, I feel like she had like a very minor role in that. She is terrifying. If you've seen the trailer, she is the woman who says, No, 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 no. And oh man, she is oh she is she is ugh. Yeah, so uh, it just like watching it, I, I got goosebumps. It felt awful. I didn't. I, I was enjoying the fact that I didn't enjoy watching what was happening. If that makes any sense, uh. You know, but but Jordan Peele has has written something really intelligent, really smart, and it has a lot of commentary to make on a lot of different things, and I think that this is a kind of movie that, you know, as a first film, it's amazing, incredible. As a horror movie, less so you know it doesn't really embrace being a horror movie it's more of a suspense thriller mystery type of movie uh rather than horror you know and it's more psychological than anything else uh again like the performances are all really good i uh I don't really have a lot to complain about. I, I think that it doesn't go as far as it should, but it definitely goes far enough to be more than satisfactory. And I think that there are definitely elements of the film, like just knowing the fact that it's a black man in, you know, a suburban rich white neighborhood kind of situation is definitely something that's predictable 
and there are definitely a few beats uh, toward the end of the movie that I found to be predictable, uh, which definitely detracts. But there, there, there's a lot, a lot, a lot to like, and I don't want it. I don't want to feel seem like my nitpick issues are are dragging down my initial reactions because I, I think it's really good, and I really, re- I highly recommend you go see it. Um, I gave it an 85, an 85, very, very, very high, which ranks it at number two for 2017, uh, right behind John Wick, Chapter 2. And, uh, you know, I I really can't say anything else uh, without spoiling anything. So, at this time, I am going to dive into the spoilers of this movie, starting now. Any path, so many worth exploring Just one would be so boring And look what you're ignoring So, the black people that live on Alison Williams' family's estate uh, Listening back to some of the dialogue uh, is crazy You know, it, it's so well done it, you know, there's a line where Bradley Whitford says, uh, you know, he, he's talking about um, Georgina and Walter. And he's saying that, you know, they took care of his parents while they were still alive, Bradley Whitford's parents. And then when they when they passed, he just couldn't bear to let them go. And that's brilliant writing. Uh, it's it's a cra- It's insanely good, because no one, I, I I don't believe anyone in the right mind initially jumps to the truth of that statement. We're all thinking, oh, you know, they 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 needed the work. He kept them on. That's the thought you think. But at the same time, you know, I don't know if necessarily everyone's going to make this next step. Uh, I did, and my next thought was, but that's kind of weird because they're not doing the same thing. You know, they were caretakers of the elderly, and now they're like housekeepers and and uh, landscaper. Like th- that, it's just one and one didn't equal two, and. I couldn't put together the pieces in the correct way. I didn't. I didn't come to the right conclusion. I, di- I didn't know what the right answer was, but I knew that there was something off about what he had said. But I, I you know, I couldn't dwell on it because you know the movie was still going. But like th- the way that that's worded is so perfect, because you know the truth of the matter is his parents were going to die. And so they supplanted their brains into the brains of Georgina and and Marcus's bodies. And now they are, you know, uh, Bradley Whitford's parents, just in young black bodies, which is completely insane. Like, the the fetishization uh, of African-American bodies is incredible. I love that angle of this film. I think that's a really pertinent thing to touch upon. Because you don't really see it a lot in films. You know, you get maybe a hint of it once in a while in like a sports movie. But 
in a movie like this, like that's the crux of the argument. That is everything almost. Uh, you know, you, you, they're the auction scene where they're, you know, bidding some number of something on uh, Daniel Kaluuya's face. I don't know. They have a picture of him. They're bidding on him. And you don't know why, uh, you know, and you, you, you feel as though, you know, you get the sense that, like, the black people are being hypnotized and put into a trance. You know, that's the general idea that's being put forth in the movie. And so you're just like, oh, well, who they're bidding to, like, pick who is going to be their servant, who gets him as their servant. And so when Stephen Root's character wins, you know, then, you know, everyone backs off and he's, like, happy and they kidnap Daniel Kaluuya. And he finally, like, explains to him, like, hey, I'm becoming you. Like, he's going to be trapped in his own mind as... Steven Root's brain takes over Daniel Kaluuya's body. And then all of a sudden, all these things that have happened that happened to him at this party where all these people were gathered, you know, touching his biceps, asking about his body, various questions like that. Everybody's thinking like, you know, it seems very, very racist in a sort of inclusive kind of way. And yet, now, in hindsight, you realize just how disgusting and despicable these people are. Like, they don't even view him... They view him as so nothing of a person that they are just going to replace his personality, his mind, his memories, everything with their own and take his body. Because they want to, because they can, and because... They think that his body is better. I mean, obviously it's younger, so it's more sturdy, but like just better on, on a fundamental level. And that is, it's just insane. And it's insane to the point of accurate in a way. You know, it, it's, it's so batshit crazy that you can't help but you know, really recognize that there are probably a lot of people that aren't black or some other uh, ethnicity or, or uh, body structure that fetishize the type of people that have the body structure that they want, you know. You know, I'm sure there are plenty of people that are overweight that fetishize a type of people that are to, you know, traditionally underweight in the same way that unathletic people or uh, you know short people may fetishize black people because they are typically tall, they are typically strong, they are typically well built, they are typically uh, very athletic, and you know we bred them that way as white people. You know when we enslaved them. That's what we wanted, you know. Nobody wanted a slave that couldn't do the hard work. You, they had to be bigger and stronger and faster than the last generation. And now, you know, it's gotten to a point where we just want to be them. 
and that's just oh that's I, I, I'm kind of in awe of that approach, and I love that twist. I love that realization scene, and the, you know, I don't, I don't absolutely love the exposition of it, but I do love the notion and the premise behind it because it is incredibly terrifying. It is scary and creepy and unsettling, and it really gnaws at you until you just cannot even comprehend how anyone could could think that this is something that's acceptable that's okay that's uh, moral or or just or right and yet you look at the screen and there are all of these smiling white faces staring back at you that it's just business as usual. And the Allison Williams character uh, is fantastic. And her turn into being uh, against Daniel Kaluuya's character is very much, very much predictable. I, I, I felt like that was definitely going to happen. But it, it's also her performance is is quite astonishing uh there's a scene she shares with uh, i believe kate uh no 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 um yeah lil rel howry who plays uh daniel kaluuya's like friend at home and she's on the phone with him and she has to sound confused when she realizes that daniel kaluuya has not made it home yet even though she knows that he's like passed out and drugged in their basement. But she also, you, you see her face and she is just completely deadpan. It's like the, it's like the notion of laughing without smiling. It's, hor- it's horrific. It's, it's scarring. And her, her performance is both of those things. She is flat-lipped, or, or straight-lipped, flat-faced, no expression, no joy, no anything. And yet her the voice coming out of her is like jubilant and flirtatious and, and a, ver- a variety of other emotions that just makes no sense. And it's just so difficult to wrap your head around. I, I really can't fathom something like that it's so tough and I'm, I'm so impressed by it at the same time uh, and then the finale hits and he's breaking free he's killing people left and right white people are dropping like flies uh, he runs over Georgina Betty Gabriel's character and like an idiot puts her in his car but like, there's a there's like a side thread to why he would do that. So you know, I understand it. But uh, she wakes up, freaks out, grabs the steering wheel. They crash. She's dead. Allison Williams comes back up on him with a gun, and then the Marcus Henderson character like runs him down until finally he he he, he wakes Marcus Henderson up out of his stupor, 
He shoots Allison Williams, who falls to the ground. He kills himself. Allison Williams isn't dead. Um, and so Kaluuya walks over to her, and he strangles her. He has his hands around her throat. And as he's squeezing her neck, her sort of ter- her sort of aghast expression morphs into sadistic joy. All of a sudden, she is smiling as he's choking the life out of her. Uh, again, another fantastic just moment for Allison Williams. But she just kind of like, yeah. It doesn't matter if he kills her, or it doesn't matter if she lives, or whatever happens, you know. She, she doesn't care. I, 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 and and then, you know, the TSA friend pulls up, and everything's saved, and hunky-dory. And I, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit. I'm so tired. Uh, You should just go see this movie, guys. Like, it's really good. It's got... Like a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 4.2 average score on Letterboxd. I gave it an 85. And on IMDb, it has an 8.3. So if enough people see it and rate it, it it would be top 250 IMDb. Which is incredible. Uh, I, I just... I really loved it, and it should be, uh, it's definitely one to keep your eye out for. I I think it's great, and it foretells a potentially amazing career for uh, Jordan Peele as a writer and director. So, yeah, that's Get Out. Uh, Thank you for listening. Sorry, I kind of like lost my train of thought once or twice there. Go see it. It's in theaters now. I promise you'll like it. Maybe you won't. I don't know. Maybe it's not your cup of tea. But I think it's worth it. And I think that the artistry of it is something that you can appreciate, even if you don't like the content. Again, thank you for listening. Uh find more information about me about the podcast about everything else at circleoffilm.com if you have any comments concerns queries questions or answers please send them to circleoffilm at gmail.com and as always have a week so long And all that jazz So long, farewell I'll be to say that you In the name of love One night in the name of love So long, farewell Oh, what I'll be to say Wait a minute Wait a minute